On the Night You Were Born by Nancy Tillman. On the night you were born, the moon smiled with such wonder that the stars peeked in to see you, and the night wind whispered, life will never be the same, because there had never been anyone like you, ever in the world. So enchanted with you were the wind and the rain that they whispered the sound of your wonderful name. The sound of your name is a magical one. Let's say it out loud before we go on. It sailed through the farmland high on the breeze. Who in the world is exactly like you? Who, 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 said the owl. Over the ocean and through the trees until everyone heard it and everyone knew of the one and only ever you. Not once had there been such eyes, such a nose, such silly, wiggly, wonderful toes. In fact, I think I'll count to three so you can wiggle your toes for me. One, two, three. When the polar bears heard, they danced until dawn. From faraway places, the geese flew home. The moon stayed up until morning next day and none of the ladybugs flew away. So whenever you doubt just how special you are, and you wonder who loves you, how much and how far, listen for geese honking high in the sky. They're singing a song to remember you by. Or notice the bears asleep at the zoo. It's because they've been dancing all night for you. Or drift off to sleep to the sound of the wind. Listen closely, it's whispering your name again. If the moon stays up until morning one day, or the ladybug lands and decides to stay, or a little bird sits at your window a while, it's because they're all hoping to see you smile. For never before in story or rhyme, not even once upon a time, has the world ever known a you, my friend, and it never will not ever again. Heaven blew every trumpet and played every horn on the wonderful, marvelous night you were born. The end. The Rain Babies by Laura Krauss Melmid. In a small house in a green meadow lived an old woman and her husband of many years. Food they had a plenty and a good roof over their heads, and the river ran close to their door. But the thing they wanted most was the thing that they lacked, a child to call their own. The days of good honest work left little time for pining, but when twilight fell, the old woman would sit down at her table and sigh. If children grew in flower pots or blew down the chimney with the March wind, what a lucky woman I would be. One spring night, the couple was tucked in bed, snoring softly, when a broad ribbon of white light slid across the old woman's pillow. Her eyes flew open as she sat bolt upright. Though she could hear the steady tattoo of rainfall on the rooftop, her gaze met the white face of the full moon. 
peering round-mouthed through her window. The old woman shook her husband. Wake up, old man. I've heard the moon shower brings good fortune to everyone it touches. The old man rose, grumbling, and followed his wife outside. Though the shower had all but ended, the last drops of warm rain touched them. The old wife smiled and squeezed her husband's hand. Then her eye caught a silvery glint in the meadow grass. Bending down to get a better look, the woman gasped at what the moon had revealed. Nestled among the wet blades of grass and the tiny wildflowers were a dozen shimmering drops of water, each holding a tiny baby no larger than her big toe. With utmost care, the couple gathered up these wee babies and brought them into the house. The woman dried them gently and set them on a soft cloth atop the kitchen table. Twelve perfect little ones, all in a row. The old couple smiled and cooed at the babies until they began to yawn and rub their eyes with tiny fists. Then the woman wrapped the rain babies snugly in scraps of flannel and laid them to sleep in the dresser drawer. She and her husband, marveling at what had befallen them, returned to bed. Day after day, the old couple cared for the rain babies and soon grew accustomed to their ways. The infants seemed happiest after dusk and when the sky was overcast. When they were tired or wanted to be held, they cried out in tinkling voices and reached up with their plump little arms. Then the old man and woman soothed the rain babies in the palms of their hands or rocked them to sleep in a pair of wooden shoes lined with handkerchiefs. The old woman would sing. By and by, by and by, the moon is half a lemon pie. The mice who stole the other half have scattered star crumbs in the sky. By and by, by and by, my darling babies, don't you cry. The moon is still above the hill. The soft clouds gather in the sky. On warm, hazy days, the old man and woman would carry the babies on a willow basket as they went about their chores. One cloudy morning, the family set out with fishing poles in their wooden boat to catch some supper. The woman placed the basket at her feet. The rain babies were soon lulled to sleep by the gentle roll of the river. The old man and woman baited their hooks and dropped their fishing lines into the water. No sooner had their hooks been swallowed by the river than the boat began to pitch. Seized by a powerful current, the boat was drawn into a foaming whirlpool. A mighty wave rose up and over the side of the boat, and before the old woman and man could stop it, the basket of babies was swept overboard. The old man plunged into the river. Round and round he swam, trying to fetch the basket. He swam until his heart pounded like a hammer. His limbs burned as if they were on fire, although the water was freezing cold. Then a faint sound reached him over the roar of the current. He turned to see the old woman gesturing wildly with a fishing pole. With a heave, she flung the pole, and the old man grabbed it. Reaching out with it, he hooked the basket's handle, then drew the basket to him and lifted it from the water. Instantly, the river regained its calm. The old man swam back to his wife, handed the basket up to her, and climbed into the boat. Relieved, but wet and exhausted, the couple embraced and rowed home, forgetting all about the fish. Some days later, the wind began to whip about the meadow. 
The peaches have ripened and should be picked, wife. Let us gather them now before the wind does our work for us, said the old man. So the old man carried a basket of babies to the orchid and laid it in a small clearing. The old man climbed a ladder that was leaning against one of the gnarled trunks. He picked a peach and handed it carefully down to his wife. Suddenly, the sky deepened to an iron gray, bathing the orchard in a bluish glow. A crash of thunder sounded as a bolt of lightning struck to the ground close to where the basket where the rain babies were sleeping. Flames quickly enclosed the clearing in a perfect ring of fire. The willow basket lay trapped inside, the rain babies wailing. The woman tore the apron from her waist and started beating the flames. But as quickly as she subdued them, they rose again. Seeing this, the old man leapt across the barrier of fire and seized the basket. Then he returned through the blaze. As he handed the basket to his wife, a sudden rush of cool rain extinguished the circle of fire, and the rain babies were left unharmed. The next day dawned blue as chicory. The husband went early to river to fish. The wife went to work in the vegetable garden. Although the wild waters and the fire had made her fearful of taking the babies outdoors, she feared more to leave them alone in the house. So she laid them on a blanket in the broad shade of a chestnut tree. A passing weasel spied the silvery pink babies and mistook their newborns for her own kind. A lucky mother to have so many little ones, she thought, with me none to call my own. With so many mouths to feed, who would mind one missing? The weasel approached the blanket, sniffing and prodding the babies with her long, whiskery snout. But the babies, sensing danger, cried out. The old woman came running, still clutching a turnip freshly dug from the earth. She reached the blanket just in time to see the weasel bound off with a tiny rain baby dangling from her mouth. The old woman set off after them, stuffing the turnip in her pocket. Round and round and round the meadow ran the woman and the weasel over hillhocks and through brambles until the woman's head began to spin and her aching legs told her they would soon give out. Then she remembered the turnip in her pocket. She tossed it over the weasel's head, hitting the ground in front of the startled animal. The weasel dropped the frightened rain baby and ran off. The old woman snatched up the baby and returned to find the others waiting safely in the shade. That night, after a good supper of brown bread and chowder, the old couple sat nodding off by the fire. Shadows of kettles and cooking spoons danced along the walls. The rain babies slept soundly in their drawer. A loud knock roused the old man. As he pulled the door open, a strong blast of cold air and rain rushed into the kitchen, almost sweeping him from his feet. Over the threshold stumbled a tall figure wrapped in a heavy cloak. The old couple watched open-mouthed as the strange figure threw off his hood, revealing the face of a handsome youth. His cap pulled securely over his hair. He strode across the room and placed on the table a basket woven from silvery twigs. Its white velvet cover was embroidered with tiny pearls. The old woman gathered her wits. Who are you? she asked. I am a messenger sent by Lady Cur de Clare, a woman of vast and incredible riches, replied the young man. He pulled an object from his cloak. Suspended between his thumb and forefinger on a chain of spun silver, it swung slowly in the firelight. A gleaming white jewel the size and shape of a hen's egg. The couple stared. 
Though my lady has enormous wealth, continued the messenger, in one thing she is poor. She has been blessed with neither sons nor daughters, and for these she yearns beyond yearning. Therefore she offers you this precious moonstone in exchange for twelve babies in your charge. Give her the babies, and live your remaining days in comfort and riches, for the moonstone is worth many sacks of gold coins. The old woman moved closer to the sleeping rain babies. Thank you, she said, but the babies will stay with us. The old man put his arm around her shoulder. So be it, said the youth. He slipped the silver chain over his head. No sooner had the moonstone touched his chest than the cloak and cap fell away, and in his place appeared a woman of breathtaking beauty. My dear old man and woman, she said, I am Mother Moonshower. On the night of the last full moon, I gave you my rain babies into your care. What loyal and loving caretakers you have been. You protected them from dangers born of water, fire, and earth. You refuse the offer of great riches to keep the babies with you. You have proven yourselves the worthiest of parents. But now I've come to take the rain babies away with me. You mustn't, the old woman exclaimed. Please understand, said Mother Moonshower. The rain babies cannot grow properly without me. I will cherish them as you did. And do not fear, I will not leave you lonely. See what I have brought for you. She beckoned them to the table, where the silver basket lay all but forgotten, and lifted the cover. Inside the basket lay the most beautiful baby girl the old couple had ever seen. She had hair like the midnight sky, and she smiled up at them with shining gray eyes. As the man lifted the little girl into his arms, Mother Moonshower scooped the rain babies into the basket. Wait, cried the old woman. She bent over the silver basket, touching her lips softly to the forehead of each sleeping rain baby. Each one smiled in turn without waking. As the woman kissed the last tiny brow, Mother Moonshower and the rain babies disappeared. The couple named their daughter Raina. Like all children, she brought her parents great joy and a bit of heartache too, but never such adventures that had befallen the rain babies. Growing stronger and more lovely with each passing year, Raina picked the sweetest peaches from the orchard and caught the sleekest fish. Her laughter warmed the small house. Some nights when the full moon shone, the couple stood at the window and watched their daughter Raina, arms outstretched and hair floating in the soft breeze, whirling gracefully across the moonlit meadow. And the old couple felt themselves truly fortunate for their happiness was complete. The end. Bunny Roo, I Love You, written by Melissa Marr. When I met you, you were small and trembling, and I thought you might be a little bunny. I held you so close so that you were warm. When I tried to put you down, you kicked and squirmed, and I thought you might be a lost kangaroo. I tucked you in my pouch so you would feel safe. Then one day you lifted your head and looked around, and I thought you might be a curious lizard. 
I brought you to a nice warm patch of sunlight so you could see the world. Then you opened your mouth and howled, and I thought you might be a lonely wolf. I ran to my house and made you a cozy den so you had, ha you had a home. Then you whimpered and meowed, and I thought you might be a thirsty kitten. I offered you some milk so you would not be hungry. Then you yawned and flopped, and I thought you might be a tired piggy. I gave you a bath so you would be calm. Then you smiled, and I knew. You are not a bunny roo lizard wolf kitten piggy. You are my baby. The end. <laughs>